At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Astros Baseball. We got the whole crew here. Wally, Steph. Ryan, and we also had three baseball games this weekend. Some interesting takes from our manager and uh, a lot of other things we got to cover. So first, let's start with Wally. How was your day, pal? It was good. It was good. I've got my little T.R. Ernesto's seasoning seasoning brand that we, brand that we uh, had a demo at Bearings, and thanks to the people at Bearings for putting it, putting it together. You know, I had two days this weekend. It was busy. We sold some Cuban spices uh watch some astros it was it was a good weekend what'd you do steph went to the uh, dynamo home opener yesterday which was amazing so much fun got to sit in their brand new field seats which the view was incredible um i didn't think i would enjoy being that close to the game and luckily i did not get hit by a soccer ball so small wins uh and yeah today kind of relaxed did a little video game streaming and yeah now we're here so pretty solid day overall they were how was the crowd because they were really good last year yeah there was a decent crowd for sure i will say the supporter section looked amazing uh they had the vibes going really hard the whole time so it was awesome it was a really really good time all right, last but not least, Ryan. Yeah, hey guys, good to be uh, back and hanging out with y'all. Um, I mean, just enjoyed this beautiful weather that we had this weekend. I actually power washed the driveway today and uh, did some things outside with the kids. And um, yesterday was kind of a honeydew day. Like we just hung out here at the house and and did a bunch of stuff and um, Watched some baseball over the weekend too, which was great. So uh, overall, it was just a wonderful weekend. Yeah. So for me, I don't even remember yesterday. I couldn't tell you what I did. I have no idea. It's a blur. But today we went to church, then we went to eat, and then we went to the uh, home and garden show at the Alamo Dome and uh, spent a lot of money once again. The last time we went, I got a hot tub and a pergola. This time I didn't spend quite as much money, but it was still a considerable amount sounds sounds like you didn't because you, uh, you 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 haven't quite finished paying off what you got at the last one. <laughs> oh, i paid it off already <laughs> all right so i pay everything off wall i do let's too. start with this let's start with this the uh first impressions of the astros i think uh saturday was a pretty good impression from the offense uh, Dubon had an RBI single after Chaz had a triple. Jake drove one in. Uh, these are three guys right here with Chaz, Jake, and Dubon that, 
you know, our major players on the team. Uh, Caratini, backup catcher with some uh, some skills here. Two-run double. Jolks had a two-run single. We talked about him, you know, being one of the guys that could fight for that last position. And then Dubon drove up another one. I think after three innings, the Astros were up 7-0. to zero, And I think the game ended up 7 to nothing. But Ronel Blanco, somebody that... You know, if they go to a six-man rotation and J.P. France isn't ready and if J.V. isn't ready, well, we'll talk about that later. He did good. Two innings, a hit, two strikeouts, and no walks. Steffi, what do you think about this uh, offensive explosion uh, by these everyday players and then Blanco's start? Yeah, I thought it was amazing. The game did end up 7-4, to four, so Nationals did get on the board a little bit, but uh, obviously got the win, which is always nice on the first game. But yeah, I thought Blanco looked sharp. It was nice to see him out there on the mound. Again, like you said, if we have some guys that are still out, he could be a good option to just kind of keep the rotation rolling. I thought Doobie was incredible. And one of the things I noticed, you know, they talked about how they want to be a lot more aggressive on the base path. And you really saw them putting that into action on Saturday. Um, Caratini, I think, was the one that went from first to third. Uh, so, you know, yeah, it was it was good seeing the guys really kind of legging out some of these hits and trying to get some stolen bases. And it was it was fun to watch. You know, it made it more exciting. So I had a great time watching what little of the game I got to watch. But um, but it was fun. It was great to see baseball on TV, <laughs> even if uh, like Steffi, you know, I had it playing in my ear and kind of just walking around the house and, and uh, man, it was just, it was just really good. Yeah. You know, I, I loved watching some of these guys that we're going to have to count on, you know, they're not the big boys, the names that a lot of people put on the back of their jerseys, but um, you know, to see Chaz and Jake and Dubon and um, you know, Victor out there doing what, doing you know what they need to do in the first game of spring training looking healthy fresh legs uh it, it was it was very encouraging yeah it was it was really great you know it was interesting to watch joe manage that game too even though it was the first spring training game you know i think it was the fifth or sixth inning uh you know the nationals had some runners on and uh and joe brought the infield in and I was like, oh, that's a total AJ Hinch move. Like, you know, <laughs> like he's brought the infield in. Um, anyway, it was just really good. It'll be so much fun and interesting to, you know, to see how Joe manages this spring training and and gets these guys ready. Yeah, a few things uh, that I saw, you know, when when I look at spring training games, especially this early, really the first probably four innings is really all that matters because when you've got everybody wearing 90 on the as their number on the field that probably means they're not going to make the team um and it, but it is good to see the Bryce Matthews get out and and, and get some reps but a few things that came out the people who we, we expected to look good look good in the first game you you had uh the Nationals threw their regulars out and they just got pummeled I mean Patrick Corbin has just turned into a dog with fleas and uh, you know, it's seven to nothing at the end of three. Blanco looked good. Uh, relievers came in behind him, looked good. What I found, um, and in the Sunday game, Hunter Brown looked really good. The one we were able to say, I went, the, the Mets game wasn't on, but both those guys came in through two clean innings, looked good. What I found most interesting about the first game is when they had Crane in the, in the interview. And when Crane was talking to uh, TK, he was talking – Nicely, he didn't completely throw Dusty under the bus. 
but he did say he expected the team to be, you know, to play tighter. And it and it was like he was noticing the same thing we've talked about on the cast is the Astros were sloppy last year. Crane is a is a former college player. He saw it. And, and as a fan, you hate to see the team play sloppy. You know, if it, another team has more talent, they just beat you. But you want to be able to make them earn everything they can. And that's that seems to be the message that Crane has been given to to um, Espada, and Espada's being very aggressive. All right, so Dubon went three for three with two RBIs. Caratini and Jolks had two RBIs. Player of the game for me, Mauricio Dubon, three for three, two RBIs. Game one on Sunday, the Astros didn't even score. I don't know if how this affects you, but Altuve, Alex Bregman, Kyle Tucker, Jose Abreu, and Yiner Diaz. Well, Kyle Tucker went 0 for 1 with the walk. But everybody else went 0 for 2. Cabbage went 0 for 2. Jacob Melton went 0 for 2. But La Perfido, he went 2 for 2. But uh, Wally already talked about it. Hunter Brown, two innings, two hits, and two strikeouts. No walks. It seems like every uh, pitcher that we're going to count on maybe this year, no walks in their first start, although they didn't you know, pitch two innings. And then Magic Man gave up a hit. If you our guys are new to the show, Magic Man is Seth Martinez. Um, yeah, so but really one thing to about, talk about there, right? Well, Martinez one thing about a defensive game, bluff too. Yeah one one thing uh, about the game today is that two first two guys up are Altuve and Bregman. Both of them hit bombs to center to left field. Both those balls would have been off the train tracks or close to it. And they had the wind blowing in big time, and so uh, the first two first two uh, batters it was fly balls to the to the uh, warning track. And so and not again, totally, and, not totally bad. Nah, and, and it's early in the game. These guys are just getting swings. I you know they want to. Of course, they want to get hits, but it's timing yeah. and looking looking for something to to improve their their season. Yeah. Well, anybody watching or listening, I'm definitely not judging them. <laughs> I'm not worried about them, and I'm not judging them. Uh, the Astros in the second game they didn't score till the eighth, so they didn't really do much. And Wally had mentioned before we went on the air that split squad you lose them both, and we talked about it a couple podcasts ago. You know that the winning and losing record actually somehow matters. Uh, Caratini went one for three. Will Wagner got a hit. Whit Whitcomb two for two. The Astros lost three to one, but Belak one inning, two hits at a run, no walks. And here's the one for me. If you guys remember, I told you look out for this kid. Red Coba, two innings, no hits, no walks, and four strikeouts. Definitely the player of the game of game two on Sunday. Cuba, no, Cuba, no truth to the rumor Cuba. that no no truth to the rumor Cuba. that Rob's gonna have a have a Red Cuba. Cuba uh Red Red Koopa fan club banner behind him in the next podcast. Koba. It's Koba. It's Koba. All right. Y'all have anything else to say about the games? Hey, the panel, you know, the first three games of spring training. I mean, yeah, it, is, it, is, no. it is what it is. All right, folks. If you're here, you are going to get some conversation on this next topic. Joe Espada is going to try and put Jordan in the two-hole. Ryan, you're laughing. Let's start with you. Oh, man. I love Joe Espada and his brain. Um, this is an analytics move, y'all. Like, this is huge. 
it's most people are like, oh my gosh, you're going to take RBI chances away from him. And, you know, he's not going to have two runners on base. And did you guys not watch what Aaron Judge did in 2022? Batting second behind Josh Donaldson. Yeah. Or Mike Trout. He, or, yeah, or Trout. I mean, you know, Judge hit 131 RBIs, walked 111 times. I wrote some notes down here. Had a 10.6 war, guys. That was with a zero D war. <laughs> as a, a two-hole batter. Um, basically, that means that he he contributed nothing defensively, everything with his bat. Um, you know, look, it's a this is a chess move for for Espada, you know, right, left, right, left, Altuve, Jordan, Braggy, Tucker. Could there be an argument that maybe Tucker should be in the two-hole because of his speed and his ability to, to steal bases? Maybe. Um but I, I like this, you know, my, my only concern, I guess, is Altuve's two blondes on the run, on the base paths, you know, sometimes he's just not the best uh, last couple of years on the base paths. If we can tighten that up a little bit, I don't, this doesn't concern me at all. I think that this is, um, I think it's a great smart chess move by uh, Espada. My only other concern would be this puts a little bit of pressure on Breggy in the three hole. Um which maybe he doesn't need coming into this contract year with a little bit of the mentality of I got to perform big time. Um, I don't know. I like it. I'm a fan. Let's go. Wally. Yeah. I, Ryan started to talk about it, but the right, left, right, left, uh, right. You know, is I, I wonder if, if Altuve was whispering into a spot of zero and says, man, I could really use that kind of protection. Because <laughs> he he's going to get some fastballs to hit. Um, you know, I I like it too. You give it a try. One thing it one thing it does to in the first inning, it immediately puts a ton of pressure on the other team. You know, there's no getting into this game. It's like you've got Altuve and you've got Jordan and you've got the better part of 55 home runs looking at you. The first two first two guys coming up. Yeah, and Jordan, and people talk about Jordan's running as a base runner. He's one of the best base runners on the team. He's not a he's not a base stealer, but I mean, when you look back in the day, Bagwell, even though when Bagwell lost a lot of his his uh, stolen base speed, he was still the best base runner on the team. You don't have to be a base runner, a base stealer, to be a great base runner. Um, yep. You 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 try it. You try it in spring training. You see if it works. If you like it, you keep on doing it. If you don't like it, you put Tucker in there. Give him a try. Yeah, I don't know what I can say that wasn't already said because I was going to say the thing about it being spring training. That was all I had. So, yeah. <laughs> but no, I think it's an exciting move. I think it's it's cool to see the way that Espada is trying to do things different. He's obviously showing his own managerial style and the way that he's putting together these lineups and the way that he's communicating with the fans. I mean, you're really just getting Joe Espada's touch right off the bat. And I think it's amazing to see. And I mean, like the guy said, it's, it's a chess move. It's also, it's spring training. So if we're going to try it, like, let's try it now and see how it works out. So I'm excited to see, you know, what kind of damage Jordan can do um, a little higher up. I think it's gonna be fun. You know, back to talking about a spot and, and back to Crane's conversation. One thing I also got out of that Crane conversation is he really likes a spotter. And I think that even if Dusty had not retired, I think Crane had had had, had it with Dusty and he'd run his 
he thought but Dusty had run his run his course. So if Jordan bat second, you're looking at Altuve, Jordan, Alex Bregman, and Kyle Tucker. That's what uh, McTaggart said. But I have the quote from him. He said, uh, this is from a spot. I'm going to give that a look and see how it works out. He said he sees Altuve and Jordan being a one-two punch to the face right out of the gate. You know, so if it, what Ryan said about Aaron Judge is just like, imagine that. I think the tool is like the best spot in the lineup to get a lot of hits. And, uh, you know, they talk about RBIs. But you're going to get more at-bats. The higher you are up in the order, you're going to get more at-bats. But somebody, you know, I think Kyle Tucker could, you know, I, I know Altuve is always going to be the leadoff guy because who he is, but he wasn't always the leadoff guy. Springer used to lead off. But, you know, if you, you need a leadoff guy to get on base, you got Alex Bregman, who always has the highest on base percentage. Kyle Tucker's a 30-30 guy, but he's also a 100 RBI guy, so. I like him batting fourth, so I think that's a pretty good lineup. I mean, I like it. I, I don't. I like Damage Incorporated being together because I like the name, but I, I think it's uh, I, it excites me that Joe Espada will do. You know, let's try this. Not just like, well, this is my lineup. You know, like let's figure out what's the best going into the season and see how it works out. I like it. With the universal DH, the the position in the batting lineup means so much less than it did when you had a pitcher. You know, when you had a pitcher, yeah, you would not burn you would not burn uh, your best hitter in the second spot. Now you've you've got his fast guy coming at the end of the at the end of the lineup, and it's just it's just more fun for for Jordan to have. You know, Rob, you you said something that was really interesting. You know, batting in the second hole is probably going to get him 15 to 20 more plate appearances over the course of the season you know um that's significant (laughs) you know that's significant um john one of the interesting things that when i just looked up a little a little bit of numbers here in the judge years and i don't like talking about Aaron judge a lot but that was significant (laughs) 22 right um he had 131 RBIs, right, hitting behind Donaldson. Donaldson only scored 59 runs in 22. So what this shows you is later in the game, when that two-hole gets coming back up uh, through the rotation or through the lineup, um, it's significant when you've got guys at the bottom of your lineup that can get on base uh, and turn you know, turn the lineup over again. Uh, and you've got a guy like Jordan in the two-hole. It's, it's huge. I, I love it. I love the move. We'll how many times did you ever uh, late in the game and it's like Alex Bregman is up with two outs and you're like, wow, Jordan's like two or three batters away, you know, like two batters away, but he's going to be in that position a little more now, I guess, you know, more chances at bat. I think it's a, I think it's a pretty good move, but what did you guys hear about JV? He's got the injury we all know about. Uh, what, what have y'all heard about him? I know he's, it's, it's going well. And I have a quote from him. If you want me to start it off. He said, I'm bouncing back pretty good, trying not to overdo it, and I'm listening to my trainers. And also the thing about JV is he knows. He knows if he's ready. He's not going to waste his entire season trying to jump back in too soon. Uh, we've seen – we've got so many starting pitchers that there's no need to rush him. Uh, I hope he gets back in time for game one because – we play the Yankees and Garrett Cole. That'll be pretty awesome. But 
as long as he does whatever he needs to do to stay healthy, because it's a long season. Steffi, what you got on JV? Yeah, I mean, I read that article too about JV, and I think the biggest thing is they don't even want to take it looking into the next week or the week after. They're trying to take it day by day to make sure that he's putting himself in the best position to get back as soon as possible. And I mean, I think that's a great outlook. I think it's a great way to do it. They said that he feels like he's progressing very well every single day, and there's progress. So, I mean, I think, hey, JV is one of those guys, like you said, he's he's not going to sit there and push himself to where he ends up getting injured later on down the line because he got in too quick. You know, if he has to miss a start, you know, he's going to do it. Um, Cause I mean, he's got to be good for the long haul and not just for the short term. And again, like you said, hopefully he is back by opening day. Cause him and Garrett Cole, I would love to see that matchup. So fingers crossed that uh, the progress keeps going positive and that he's able to, to get back ASAP. Yeah. And even if he's not stretched out, right? Like to start the first game, to start opening day, even if you're just throwing four innings um, and you're not fully stretched out, let's, you know, it's kind of hopeful, you know, right? Kind of get a little prayer, um, get Joe Boo out of the closet, right? And offer a cigar and some rum and let's get, let's get it going. No, I think that, um, you know, he's a professional. He knows his body. The daily checkups are, are, are the thing. These guys know their regimens, especially a guy that's been around as long as JV. He knows his regimens. He knows how his body feels. If he starts stretching out and he's like, this isn't ready, this isn't good for today, I'm taking another day rest. I, I, I'm okay with the guy listening to his body and and figuring it out day by day. Um, it would be nice to have him back by opening day, but I'd much rather have him on September 22nd than um, March 28th. Reports I've heard is that he says it's going to be a, a tight call to see if he can make it by opening day. I think we talked about it a few casts ago. You, if you put him as the fifth starter, then you still run him right next to Fromber. And so, say he, he kind of misses a turn, he really doesn't. But let's get him right, uh, especially when, you, when you've got a 41-year-old body that you know, does not recover the same way that a 21-year-old body does. Uh, you know, the old, you know, the old saying, you, you can't win a championship in April, but you sure can lose it. All right. So Steve's watching the show live, folks. If you want to make comments, we're here live. Uh, he said he has no complaints from me. He's on the Espada bandwagon. And I think all four of us are on the Espada bandwagon as well. Oh, yeah. The minute isn't it, isn't tired, it nice that everybody else. It. Isn't it nice that everybody he had so many interviews and no one else pulled the trigger on him? Yeah, I, I still think that it was just it was just unwritten that this was what's going to happen. I, I think 100%. that this was in the cards years ago. It's why he turned down the Marlins. It's why he turned down the White Sox. I think this this was in the cards, and there was a gentleman's agreement between him and Crane that he was the heir apparent, and um, it's, it's so good to see. I always yeah. felt the same exact way, Ryan. Same. I it was yeah in the cards in the future. Oh, I love it. Don't turn the job down. I mean, it's like you want to go manage the White Sox for the this year and maybe next year, or do you want to wait and and uh, manage a team that goes to the World Series a lot and the a ALCS <laughs> like it's. Uh, Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. God-given right. All right. <laughs> Chaz, I think all of us agree on this. I mean, but let's hear what you got to say. Chaz, an everyday player. I don't know whose turn it is. Let's start with Ryan. Um, I'm conflicted. Uh, the stats say one thing. My heart says another. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you go look at Chaz's, you know, 50 plate appearance moving average, which is, you know, about a 15 game moving average. Um, the guy needs rest every 50 games. He spikes and valleys peaks and valleys. Um, he's a player that by the stats, needs his he needs his games off he needs his rest time he needs a different look um when he you know plays left field or whatever it is i think that my heart is that chaz has proven himself uh despite everything that he went through last season fighting with dusty getting hurt um whether the fight with dusty was real or rumor i think that chaz has overcome a ton of adversity from a emotional standpoint and maybe even a mental standpoint as, as a young guy. Um, I think that he's done exactly what he's needed to do to prove himself an opportunity to get an everyday role. I think one of you guys said everyday player or everyday role. I think that Chaz, um, he's, he's a, he's an all, he's an all-star corner outfielder at, at some point in his career as a center fielder. He's not an all-star. Um, so I think the idea that he's going to be sharing time in left field with Jordan makes a lot of sense and is an opportunity for Chaz to play where he can be the most successful. And if it means that he's got to share some duties with Jordan and maybe he gets some DH opportunities, probably takes some time in center field from Jake when he needs some time off. But either way, I think Chaz has got to play He's got to play 145 games this year. You know, when, what do y'all consider like an everyday player? Because I'm thinking if somebody is 130, 135 and above, that to me counts as a, as pretty much an everyday player. You know, he he's going to get spotted. Now they're going. He's going to get his days off just for if for no other reason. You've got so many. Good players. I mean, even you know, Jordan. You, you'd like to play everybody as much as you can, but the reality is, you've got guys like Alvarez who are going to have to play. You know, if he's healthy, 158 games a year. You know, you're going to give Alvarez his time off at the, at the DH, and he'll. What do you figure? Play 50, 60 games in left field, something like that. Maybe seven, 65. And it's you know, order of magnitude. That sounds about right. Um. Chaz can play multiple positions. You know, I think he – I think you're going to see Tucker play every game. You're going to see uh, Myers get his chance. But between Myers, Jordan, and uh, Chaz, they're going to kind of rotate those three positions in the outfield. 
Yeah. I mean, Wally, you talked about how we have, you know, too many good players. What an awful problem to have. I hate that for us. Yeah. Well, Everyone <laughs> needs a problem. I'll take that one. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. But yeah, yeah I'll take that problem. Too many. I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, But no, uh, I definitely think it's going to be exciting to see him play a little bit more. I love Chaz as a player. I think he's one of those guys that you see him go all out every game. Uh, you don't see him really trotting on the base pads. He's a guy that you feel like you're going to get his 100% every day. Um, and one of the things they tags brought up in the article, too, is just the fact that he's made strides really against um, a lot of breaking pitches. He's His average went up from... 199 batting average against sliders in 22 all the way up to 268 last year. Um, so obviously he's getting better. And I think that, you know, the more he plays, the better he's going to get. And I'm excited to see him a little more often. Um, I mean, even the numbers from last year, they, he was still in 111 games or 115, I think 115. So he was still in a good chunk of those games, but I think, maybe getting into a better groove, getting into a better, like knowing where you're going to be playing on a daily basis, a little bit of, or maybe not a daily basis, but knowing you're going to be playing on a daily basis is a better way to put it. Um, will be hopefully good for him and hopefully give him a little bit more confidence too. Cause I think having confidence from your manager in you is huge. And I think Espada has given that to him. All right. This is the guy we've been waiting on forever, folks. Forrest Whitley. Is injured again. He's had a lot of issues on and off the field, injuries. This is the year we think. I, I don't think it's that big of an injury, but what have you heard about it, uh, Wally? I was going to call you Whitey. I it yeah. The um, all I've seen is they're going to give him a week off, you know, and see how it goes. This could be something it could be nothing you know having a, a middle finger injury is is not a trivial event for a pitcher and you know the i was thinking about this before the the uh cast tonight i'm just kind of wondering if the astros should trade him to to to, a, to some other team just to give him a fresh start you know, it's like there's this cloud. That, there's cloud that's following Whitley, whether it's his personal, his personal life, or his injuries. I mean, one, this is just a freak deal, and you just kind of wonder if, if everybody just needs to split and have a have a new start for him and and give him a fresh chance. Yeah, it's been a tough ride for this kid, man. I mean, <laughs> we've been on this train for almost a decade now y'all like it's crazy Wild. the encouraging thing though man is when you watch this guy work out and you watch the videos of him in the training you know in the cages he's so freaking good like he has got the tools he just can't he's just made a glass it's so frustrating <laughs> um it's it's so frustrating. I, I I obviously wish the best for this kid. I can't wait to see if he can get healthy and get up and come play because I think that he will embrace that opportunity and make the absolute most out of it, whether it costs him injury because he's pushing too hard and wants to prove himself or not. Um, will be 
that will be the answer. That will be what's interesting, I think, to watch is that if he comes out of the gate, if he gives the chance and he comes out of the gate pushing too hard, hurts himself, or is a little reluctant and just doesn't perform well because he doesn't want to hurt himself, if that messes up with his game. Uh, I hope not. I think he's mentally tough to have lasted through all of this and to keep chugging away. Um, and the Astros obviously believe in this guy. They've given him every chance under the sun. So uh, I, just, I hope the best for Forrest, definitely. Yeah, it definitely seems like a minor injury with the finger inflammation and kind of just giving him the week off to make sure that he's not going to end up actually injuring something. Um, but yeah, like y'all said, Poor guy has just been going through it since he got drafted, and it's just been rough times. But um, definitely hoping that the excitement of trying this new role of the bullpen and hopefully all of that will have him hyped and have him wanting to get better as soon as possible and take care of himself. Um, And, yeah, Wally, I mean, you know, I kind of think about that too. Is it one of those moments where, you know, this kid does need a fresh start somewhere, but – the Astros don't seem ready to give up on him yet. So as long as they're not mm-hmm. giving up on him, I'm not either. But, you know, you look at guys like J.D. Martinez and, you know, he struggled with the Astros and then goes over to the Tigers and just becomes a powerhouse. Um, yeah. And sometimes it's a mental thing. It really is. So hopefully not, though. Hopefully we keep him and hopefully he becomes another strength in our bullpen that is already looking pretty fantastic in my eyes and yeah hopefully he can make some things happen for the big league club this year you know he had an era over eight and triple a so he you know so there's no guarantee that even if he is healthy that he's going to be a you know a, a big contributor now none of us saw all of his games could have even gotten off to a good start and then gotten lit up in the third and fourth innings maybe he's a one and two inning period pitcher yeah. we just we just don't know because he can't stay healthy long enough to really get a good track record on him. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of his. I, I wish him well because he's from here in San Antonio, Alamo Heights high school, but you know, y'all spoke about it already. The Astros, they haven't given up on him. They've had plenty of chances to get rid of him. And just imagine, I don't know who he would have gotten, but you know, how many trades do you think teams were trying to make for this dude? when he was our number one prospect and we turned it down. So it's kind of like if you buy something and you're like, I I don't care if it's a piece of crap, I bought it. I'm going to use it. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't, I don't really want him to go anywhere else and succeed. I'd rather him do it here. Hey, if Mark Appel can make the bigs, he can too. (laughs) He's going to make it in his forties and Disney's going to make a movie about him. All right, it's that time now, folks, for final thoughts. We need theme music for that. All right, Wally, what you got for your final thought? You know, the best the best thing outside of Whitley getting is having his uh, finger get hurt that I can say about this the the spring so far is that everybody seems to be on their game. Nobody's gotten hurt. You know, the team seems to be building up in, in a, you know, we would call a nominal manner. Everything seems just fine. There's, you don't hear any, any backstory about things going wrong, people being concerned about anything. It's just, it's just kind of going along, which is what you want at this time of the spring. I, I agree. Um, my final thoughts, 
It was really good to see Bryce Matthews out on the field today in an actual Astros uniform and not a minor league uniform. I'm excited about this kid. I think he's going to be something special. I I really do. I think Dana saw something in him that that uh, is going to be really special. He didn't perform well. He had some jitters and and understandably so for the first time. But to have just been drafted and hardly have any minor league experience under your belt and to go out there and throw on the uniform of your major league team and play across some other major league players and in the dugout with the coaches and the managers and the big league guys. I like this move by Dana and the the club to get Bryce exposure to the big league team and all of the guys inside of the big league team as early as possible, because I think Bryce Matthews is going to be something special and it'll be really interesting to watch him over the next couple of years. I'm excited for tomorrow. Aragetti has his uh, kickoff of his spring training. So excited to see what this kid can do. Um, and again, with him being a guy who's from Houston, who, you know, kind of this was like his dream, you know, to play yeah. for your own big league team. So definitely excited to see him against Detroit um, and get some first looks. But I'm also excited that this time next week I will be in West Palm Beach. So it's <laughs> going to be a good time. <laughs> it's going to be awesome when you're there. Oh, it's gonna are, be you, are you going to give us remote remote broadcast, remote remote call ins? That's not we'll a question. see because uh, my uh, <laughs> my computer may not be going with me, so we will have to see about that one. Just hold oh, your phone, phone and you're like, just hold you your phone, phone like this. You're like, all right, I'm waiting for all the guys. Hey guys to come. Here's spring training live from Florida. <laughs> Heck yeah, I gotta use that for my content, Rob. Come on. <laughs> all right, so I'll my final thought is a Brooks gate post because I have no final thoughts. <laughs> So it has 2023 total IL days by MLB teams. Where do you think the Astros are? I'm not going to answer because I know. Oh, my goodness. You already know? You said Oh, he shared it with us. I knew before you shared it with us. Okay, you're not supposed to read what I send you. Okay. So this is for everybody (laughs) listening. I forget that I I send it to you as a show note. You're supposed to go 20. Okay, that's pretty good. I'm just not going to send it. I'm too nosy for that. I'm a chismosa. So the Astros, 13 total players. I don't know who the 13 players were. 14 IL stints, 867 days. So they had the fewest amount of players, the fewest amount of stints, and the second fewest amount of days total IL time. And I bet a bunch of that is Altuve from the injury uh, from the World Baseball Classic. I don't know how many days he missed, but 867. I didn't know if anybody thought. I think the Astros were pretty healthy last year, except, you know, we lost Altuve at the beginning. And there's a few people that are going to get nicked up here and there. But Jordan for uh, a little bit, Chaz for a little yep. bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, hey, was Jordan, that a 40 man roster, Rodney? Mm-hmm. Jordan was out for a month with the, with the oblique, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So, yeah, so that's pretty good. The question is: Is McCullers is McCullers time on there? Is Luis Garcia's time on there? Because if they're a forty-man roster guy, you know, or that, if that's what that, oh. uh, if that's what that list is, oh, we've got we've got that some forty-man guys that because McCullers is like the whole the whole year. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe they're not active. exactly. So maybe if they're a sixty-day DL, a sixty-day DL, does that tell you how old I am? 
uh, if there is a 60 day IL guy, I still call uh, it the DL. I know, DL. I catch myself down on the DL. Time. Yeah, it's not um, well. Urquidy was out now. for a while too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Urquidy was out for what a month, and he's gone mm-hmm. out a couple months, wasn't he? He was out a couple. He months. started he on a sixty down. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't even remember what I did yesterday, so don't ask me anything, folks. But if you want to look at the top, it's the Dodgers, and that's they lost a lot on that pitcher, right? The Angels, that Rondon, he played what two two games. The Yankees. The Reds, the Red Sox, the Twins, the Rockies, the Athletics, the Braves. So I don't have that correlated to a winning or losing season. But, uh, oh, well, that's it. That's my final thoughts from a Brooks Gate. So thanks for tuning in, folks. We really appreciate you tuning in to another great show of Astros baseball or episode, I guess I should call it. Uh, Streaming live here from the uh, Fontenot Studios here in San Antonio. We got Houston. All y'all live in Houston? Oh, yeah. Yep. North Houston, the Woodlands. Is that Houston? Yeah. Does the Woodland does the Woodlands mm-hmm. even know Houston exists? Barely. Yeah. I mean, you know, we don't make it south <laughs> 1960 sometimes. So does it say Woodlands on your address? <laughs> the Woodlands. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ah. The Woodlands. I used to live in the far north of San Antonio, and my address was Universal City. But I still told everybody I, I know where that is. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, guys, sorry for wasting your time there at the end. But if you guys have half as much fun listening to this episode of Astros Baseball, we had twice as much fun as you did. See you next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.